As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be. Oh man, it's right. eight o'clock. And so that'll make it a. I don't need the spotlight. I shine just fine. Hi, I'm Karma, and yes, I am a bitch. Brav Bros. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brav Bros, your favorite podcast from the bros for everybody, for whoever wants to listen. I am your co-host, Steel Russell, joined, as always, by the one and only Shooter Magooter. Shoots, what's up, dude? Real weird week. Seems like nothing's going well. Yeah. Just a bunch of shit. And really, it's just one thing. It's only it's, one thing. It's, it's a big one thing. big thing. There's a lot of good things happening this week. We had a great collab with Brooke Ashley on Monday. Tuesday. I don't even know what day of the week it is. Just been in like a severe depression. Yeah, I agree. It's like you knew it was coming eventually. Like it, it happens every year with every sports team that we get excited Sometimes for. Sometimes it happens four times a year. Sometimes it happens four times a year. And I think that's why this one stings so much is like I was so sure. And I think that's what shot us all in the foot. We were so sure that this was the Phillies year. Like I had no doubts going into the postseason. I was like, ah, it's like we're there. We're going to do it. And that's what we do in Philly. We get our hopes up. These teams break us down. They break our hearts. And then we show up again next year and do it all over. And that is life. And that's what I tried to relay to my daughter. <laughs> hey, you know what? You're a Philly sports fan now. And this is what happens. It is a miserable you, existence. <laughs> your life is going to be miserable when it comes to the Philadelphia sports teams. All of them. Honestly, I just got entranced. You've got a nice little fish on your shirt that just cheered me up a little bit. Hey, you're welcome, buddy. Yeah, thank you for that. You know where I got um, this from? Let's do a little quick shout out for uh, Guppies. Oh, Guppies and Wildwood. Down in Wildwood. They invited us to the shop to pick out some things. So Guppies, quick shout out. Great shop, great apparel. So if you're down down Wildwood, go check out Guppies. Shout out Guppies. Um, that yeah. wasn't planned, by the way. No, that wasn't <laughs> planned at all. This is just like where my mind has been. I still started talking about something that depressed me even more. And I just stared off at his shirt. So that's what happens. But I think the nail in the coffin was Pander King, Bryce Harper wearing a fucking Sixers jersey to the game seven. You dumbass. I know. Nobody told him. I, that's what I thought. Like when I was looking at that post of him walking in, I was like, do you think he knows? Or was that just like a, like he looked in the mirror in the morning. I was like, this is it. This is the look. Like Pandering got the best of them. You don't think that the correlation didn't register like, oh, they blew it in game seven. Maybe I should not wear the Sixers jersey. It's the same fucking thing. I just. Same thing. It just doesn't. I I don't get it. Whatever. I I don't care. A lot of good things happened this week. I've been, I've probably played like. 40 hours of Spider-Man 2 this week. Okay. Just trying to take my mind off of it, not watching any sports. Somebody told me that Sixers start tonight. Could not care less. Their season doesn't start. And I don't even know if their season starts at all this year. No. I don't care. It's just whatever. The Eagles over everything at this point. Uh, so, yeah, that's you know, that's a great week for us. Welcome People to the are gonna sad People are going to be happy bros. listening to this, too. It's just like. Fuck you. No, no. I'm people glad gonna that we be happy. still... I, oh, you mean the people that are happy that we lost? Yeah, the people yeah. That are, People will be listening to this episode, and they are ecstatic to hear the pain in our voices. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, the only thing I can say to that is on the flip side, if we were in their shoes, we would relish the opportunity to listen to, like, Mets fans that just lost, so... That's a good point. You know? Yeah, that's it. A... But you know what? To all of you that are happy right now that we're sad, shut up. Well, you know what? Spin it. I don't have to go out four times a week for the next couple of weeks. You want to know so. what my, yeah, like cut it short. You know, I, maybe I, my liver can start to regenerate. 
I can start to sleep normally. Uh, I can get back more focused on work, real work. Yeah, silver you know? lining. The, the silver lining for me, honestly, was like you were coming over. I'm like, you know what? We can get into some semblance of normalcy again. We're back in the studio. Everything can kind of settle down. My nights aren't consumed by Phillies games. And my emotions aren't, you know, up and down so drastically all the time. Like, I think that's the hardest parts to come yeah. down from Red October is just like, it's like the biggest adrenaline rush crash. It really is. And, but here we are. Yeah. Here we are. And look, we wouldn't want to spend our night any other way than getting back on track in the studio with our favorite people, all of yous, talking about our flagship show, the show that started us off here, Rob Huh. And we're going to get into Rob. I'm so glad I can bring that back. Our intro is relevant again, kind of, but not really because Rin is in it. Well, Rin is in it, and then it also starts off with Cassie Hines. It's a, oh, no. A fucking shit show. Oh, I thought about that earlier. That's somebody, so good. I was looking through some comments, and somebody said that they recognized the Cassianos thing because they were fans. And I'm like, that's great. And then it kind of dawned on me, like, oh, shit, well. Now that sucks, but at least you know Rob Hu's back. Rob Hu's back. I'll even say Rob Hu. Oh with my man! Yeah, see, because we need to just move the fuck on. Make it till we make it. That's where we're at in life right now. But uh, you know what? In uh, in honor of getting back to normalcy, let's do a little rose and thorn. I'll go first this week. Thanks. Let's change it up a little bit. Change the dynamic in here. Should have done that before game six and seven. But yeah, it's yeah. my fault for rose and thorn. You know what? Don't start that <laughs> shit. <laughs> All right, so up first, my thorn is this, and it's a four-star review. So I'm glad that our thorns these days are coming out as four stars and not one stars. That's, that's a silver lining and a rose in itself, but here's my thorn, and it's from, I'll read the name, Chrissy HJ. Maybe change your username. That's, Chrissy HJ is not great. Yeah. <laughs> Lauren Bobbert energy. All right, so from Chrissy Handjobs, um, <laughs> the, the title is, In an Effort to Be PC. You two brush away horrible behavior. Monica should be called out for her fit in a friend's home while yanking her four daughters from the Easter fun. Get a grip, guys. Look, we said our piece about the Salt Lake shit last week with Monica and her mom gaslighting her and taking the side of another person at the party. We're on Team Monica, like, full force here. I think her mom is a narcissist. I think she's pining for good reviews and for people to think that she's a good mother. But it takes a lot more than two episodes and you acting like a mom than a lifetime of neglectful motherhood yeah. to get good in our eyes. Yeah, and I do think that at the end of the day, Monica did exactly what Angie wanted. Angie wanted her yeah. to kind of spiral, and Monica wouldn't have done it if her mom wasn't there. That's a good if point. her mom wasn't there, Monica would have kept her cool, but her mom got under her skin, and there's years and years of development of that, as we could see in what we've seen in the confessionals. Uh, look, a four-star review, I'm not going to go super hard on you, but to be able to say that we're trying to cover up Monica's behavior and not talk about the other end of that, it's kind of fucked up. What was yeah. her name? Lindsay Handjobs? Chrissy <laughs> Chris H.J. Chrissy Chris H.J., yeah. <laughs> you ever think about Edward Scissorhands giving a handjob? No. It's just, you know. What the fuck? <laughs> we are off the rails. Here's my rose. And we had a lot of great comments on YouTube from people that were psyched about the Brooke Ashley collab. If you have not listened to the episode, it's one of our better ones. It really was a great collab. We all vibed right off the bat. Brooke Ashley is incredible. Her commentary is amazing. And it also, we had differing opinions for a lot of the show. And those are kind of my favorite shows 
is when you can just have a dialogue about things you don't agree with and have a good dialogue about it. But this comes from YouTube and it's a, <laughs> it's a very descriptive review. But this is from Catherine Rivera 2892. Oh my God, I can't lie. I haven't seen this video yet and I'm already moist like a freshly baked apple pie. Clean up on aisle two. This is a dream collaboration. I love you guys and Brooke. I don't have social media for mental health reasons, but I will say both of your channels are so hella entertaining. Since I have discovered you guys, I listen on the regular, and I'm grateful to hear two dudes take on the Bravo universe. You guys leave me in tears sometimes. Brooke Ashley is so sassy, she is legit my spirit animal. I can't wait to press play. Great review. Apparently, we're not supposed to say spirit animal anymore, but great review overall. Uh, the, the apple pie reference, Just well, graphic in nature. Thank you for being so descriptive. Getting horny in the comments. Horny in the comms, babe. I haven't seen that in a little while, but yeah, no, honestly, you sent that to me. I looked at it. I laughed for a while. And that was the day after we lost. And then I went, I actually stopped reading it because I was laughing so hard that I put my phone down. Then I went back and I'm like, well, the rest of this is great. Yeah, it's a solid review. (laughs) Just a really good, too good of a hook, I would say. You know, you want to have a good hook and then like an essay. It's a great hook. Great hook, so but good. I stopped yeah. after the hook because it was too good. You're, you're too good of a hook. You don't hear that very often. Yeah. So good, we stopped reading. That's what happens. Anyway. Um, yeah, so I'm going to move on to... My my thorn is actually really funny, so I'm going to save that for a second. Uh, this also comes to the Brooke Ashley interview that we did, collab that we did on Tuesday, Wednesday, I guess, if you were watching. Uh, this is... I don't know how to say this. Now I'm stuck. I hate this. Hey. I think it's Prince Princessa. But okay. there's an X in the middle of it, so it could just be like X marks the side, whatever. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, not a treasure map. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> Sometimes a username can be a treasure map, you know? I don't, but... It's good enough. Anyway, uh, this person pointed out that I roasted Angie and put the time frame in there and said, Shooter Angie roasted. The Greek thing is annoying. Like, girl, we get it. Thankfully, people are noticing that she will not shut up about being Greek. Yep. And look, there's no shade being thrown to greek heritage zero whatsoever but i mean if it would be like if i sat on here in every single episode i had to bring up the fact that i have an irish uh, oh my god an irish irish ancestry well just because you're irish doesn't mean that we (laughs) i cannot speak today I, i don't know what's going on with me today but i'm gonna get right into my thorn because i know i'm not gonna fuck this up my thorn my thorn comes from the bravo police Oh, I love this one. So again, from Brooks collab that we did on Tuesday, they looked at my camera and I guess my camera's a little foggy. Maybe I need this is a wake up call. I need a new camera, I guess. Yeah. Camera's a little foggy. They said, can you guess which one of the Brav Bros smokes weed? Yep. And then put the, because I got high. They made a real man in the back. Real you. Yeah. No, it was a full on reel and zoomed in on my face. I did probably look a little high. I was really tired. And I was getting ready for game seven, which, you know, we all know how that turned out. But yeah, that was, did not expect to see that whatsoever. Real wake up call. Need to get a new camera, I guess. I'm going to get 4K so you guys can see the mustache a little bit better. (laughs) So we got tagged in a video and I was the first one to see it. And I was like, this is actually really funny. And every time it says, because I got high, it zooms in on your face. It was really well done. It It was was funny. It was really well done. Yeah. Very good thorn. Not Uh, mad about it at all. No, that's, that's what we call a happy thorn. Happy little thorn. Happy little thorn. Bob but Ross. um, what? Bob Ross. He's oh yeah, thornbush. He'd be like, "Here's a happy, here's little a happy thorn. little thorn." And we made a mistake, but there are no mistakes. It's just a happy mistake. Yeah, there are mistakes. Just like Bob. shooter. There's a, a lot happy of mistakes. Mistake. Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Coming after Bob Ross. Is he still alive? No. Leave him alone. 
What the fuck did he do to you? Have you watched stakes all over the place? Have you watched the the Bob Ross um, documentary? No, no, no. Oh, I watched the Owen Wilson thing. Did you? No, I watched a documentary. Interesting life. Interesting cat. But uh, anyway, enough with the Bob Ross podcast. (laughs) We had a couple of premieres happen. And obviously, Rabha is our bread and butter. That's where we got started. So I'm so excited to start start talking about that again. But up first, I want to discuss Winter House ever so briefly, just to touch on it. as our listeners know, it's not our favorite franchise. I like it more so than Shooter does. He despises Winterhouse. I kind of see it as a filler. It's just there. It's in the background. I can watch it without getting upset and just kind of keep myself entertained, if you will. Okay. But let's talk about this season of Winterhouse. I know you, did you watch the first two or just one? Just one. Okay. What are your thoughts on this season thus far? It's the same thing. It's I kind of put my finger on it finally. It is Bravo's response to putting on something like Love Island. Oh, where they get a bunch of single people in the house. They specifically reach out to somebody like Danielle and say, hey, do you have any single friends? Yeah, Casey's around. I'll bring her. Like, they bring in these single people. And yes, they're going to throw in Bravo personalities. You bring in below deck people. You bring in... Uh, you know, family karma, like whatever you can do to just try to get people who are young enough and in their 20s or 30s and they're single and they want to drink and have a good time and then potentially hook up. That's really all they're doing. But I don't want to watch that. I I don't really get any love out of watching Love Island. I've watched a couple episodes of that and I'm like, I don't really see the appeal to this. This isn't fun for me. I don't want to watch people. And it's not as severe, obviously, on Winter House. It's a little more kind of cringy if you will this episode was cringy in a lot of ways it's just like i don't want to watch single guys try to mac on girls and then get rejected or even if they were successful i don't really want to watch it the only person that i've seen that kind of like leaned into exactly who they are as a person was Corey when he tried to hook up with sam and Summerhouse, and that worked out fine yeah these other two with brian and alex watching them try to hook up with jordan was unpleasant it was unpleasant that's what i want to do with this first episode and i Depending on how the season goes, because there is a route where this becomes a captivating season, and we're going to talk about that in a sec. But I want to do this first episode just as far as like who you liked and didn't like and why. And I want to start it out. So we obviously covered Summer House, Martha's Vineyard. We actually really enjoyed that show. If you haven't watched it, go give it a shot because you will be pleasantly surprised. They did a really nice job with that show. Thoroughly enjoyed it. And we get Jordan from that show on Winter House. And if you watch Summer House, Martha's Vineyard, a big issue that Jordan has is that she is constantly over-sexualized and dudes always try to hit on her and always look at her like a piece of meat rather than a human being. She had a very emotional response to it at one point. You know, we had that weird, awkward moment where one dude in the house just like walks up to her while she's setting up dinner. And he's like, damn, Jordan, you're looking thick. And like shit like that, where it's not a conversation. Yeah, I think that was, that was Alex, right? It was Alex yeah. from um, Summer House Martha's Vineyard. Yes, thank you. But that's the first thing I thought when she was on this one. I was like, damn, I know that she has an issue with that. And the first scene we really get with Jordan is with Alex in the hot tub. And Alex, do- I don't know if he thinks he's smooth. I don't know if he thinks he's got game. He is the cringiest dude on the planet. His game is creepy as shit. It's like a horny teenager in middle school trying to flirt with every girl he sees. 
I hated those scenes with him. Yeah, and I, I think Jordan kind of dressed him down perfectly. She said that she likes guys who have swag, and I feel like Alex is just kind of a cornball. That's it. And that is example. it is kind of what I get from Alex. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's it's too early to make a decision on somebody like that. But one, if you're Jordan, maybe don't go to the hot tub with Alex alone. But she should be allowed to go to the hot tub without. She can go to the hot tub all she wants. Blink. You can go to the hot tub all you want. But you go to the hot tub with a guy who has been hitting on you all night and you go solo. It's kind of a bad move. It's just like not a smart move. Try to rally some other people to go to the hot tub. And if they don't, then say, you know what? Maybe I'm going to go later. I, I'm not going to say anything further than that. It's just like not a great look. And then Alex is, of course, like, yeah, I'll go to the hot tub with you. Sure. Let's Alex get in the hot pushing. tub together. He pushed it to the point of, yeah, like that moment that he tries to hook up with her didn't make any sense it made zero he sense complimented her said she's smoking hot you get you get me going and then you try to like lean over the, it's just fucking he does awkward. a creepy saunter across the hot tub and he wasn't and even then making he, eye contact he, he was like looking away and looking th- it's just I, he maybe just he was hammered but in still, her face it's fucking weird he literally just hovered in her face while she's sitting there going Mm-mm, and he just sits there first of all your intro line to try to hook up was you're just smoking it's just r- ridiculous. Like, that doesn't work. That's not a pickup line. That's not going to work 99.9% of the time. That will get you nowhere. And then when she turns him down, he goes back and plays like a hurt puppy dog and like puts his head back and is like, woe is me. And she's like, ready to go to bed. He's like, yup, and bounces immediately. So I hope that he gets no more chances with her. I hope that she does not give him the you time. Should, like that, if you have a brain in your head, you just move on entirely. That's a shutdown scenario, and you're done. But then you he do not have a chance. Agreed. Anymore. But I don't think that he has a brain cell. And then the next day, he's hitting on Danielle. Danielle knows the scoop already. Knows that he tried to to Danielle get Danielle was fine with it. Danielle though. weirdly was promoting it a little bit. She I think was like, Danielle cool. just likes the attention. Look, Jan- Danielle just too. broke up with Robert. She just saw Robert two weeks ago in Aspen, apparently. So she's in a weird spot, and I think she just likes the attention. At least that's what I kind of got from her confessional. I don't think that she has any. I guess, interest in Alex at all. But then she says something like, I got to talk to my girl, Jordan, make sure that it's cool. Cause like, if she's feeling him, then I don't want to overstep. It's like, nah, you're cool. All systems go because she's not into him. And then we get Brian. I like Brian. I've liked Brian. I the like Brian a lot. Family karma. I think that Brian is kind of a dork, but like in an endearing kind of way. But I think that Brian genuinely thinks that Alex is like, a guy to look up to when it comes to women. And I think that he's trying to play the same role. Like, cause he's being very forward about like what his intention. He's there to fuck him and Alex are there to fuck. And there's nothing else they're there for. And the way they're going about it is almost as though it's only going to take one evening of work where you go and just feel out the, all of the women there. You're going to go from each one, gauge their interest. And then at the end of the night, you're going to hook up. And if you don't, it's a failure instead of being like, Hey, Maybe I vibe with you. What's up? Should we see where this goes for the next couple of days and then go? You're there for two weeks. You got time. You got a lot of time. They're acting like they have. By the, by the way, is a long fucking it's a time. Really long time to be in one house with a bunch of people like that. I agree. It, it that's an insane amount of time. This I, that I'm already getting started on why I think that Winter House sucks. It's too long. It is too long. Couple episodes and we're good. Ten days. Four max. episodes. Five episodes max. See you later. Done. So the next thing I want to talk about, just real quick is Corey gets questioned because obviously, and that's, so here's the thing. I just want to break this down 
one final time as far as dudes in the house and what flirting should look like, okay? Corey is very good at playing the game. We said that when we were watching Summer House. We said that every time Corey's been in the house, he knows how to play the game. Whether you want to think he's a scumbag or not, he plays it well, all right? Juxtapose that with Alex and what the fuck he's doing and everything that he says to girls legit is like what a high schooler would say to a girl. Like, oh, you're just... God, you're so hot. I can't even, like, <laughs> how are you this hot? Like, I'm intimidated by you, but guess what? I like being intimidated. Like, get, gross. That's pretty much where he was going with that. Yeah, it was gross, but it, Brian didn't, I don't know. Brian's was weird. Brian, I didn't really see talking to Jordan a whole lot during the night. And then he tries night. to kiss her. And then he's like, oh, I want to give you a little something. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, what does that mean? Like, what are you talking about? And then no. he gets shut down, and then he just, like, walks away, sadly, complete opposite direction of his room. He doesn't walk away. He stands there awkwardly. He, he's like, well, I'm going to go this way. I'm going to go this. She's like, you, your bed's that way. And he's like, no, I know. And then I he, he was just so there. shut down that he's like, I, I'm just going to go walk over here and just kind of collect myself. But then it seems like he had no recollection of the night before when he woke up the next day. No. It could be a problem moving forward. Hopefully not. The way Bravo's going, who the hell knows? But... I just, yeah, I don't know. With Corey, it's interesting because Corey, I just, that's the timeline is... I wanted to ask you about, because the way that he responds to, are you in a relationship? That's what I wanted to ask. I got That's what I was going to answer. I know. So I, I was answering the, yeah, you threw the vibes at it. Yeah, you threw the vibes But our out. listeners might not have, so I'm just... I'm, listeners get it. I'm, they do. They're smarter than we are. Yeah, anyway, they are. carry on. Um, yeah, Corey, it's a little weird because we actually do have a timeline on this. It's March. Summer House ends in September. We know that him and Sam talked throughout the entire winter to just not say, isn't also, isn't Sam coming to the house? She's going to visit at some point. Yeah. Okay. So Sam's coming to the house. Yeah. You know, she's coming. You're here with Danielle, who knows that you're with Sam and probably still talks to Sam. It sounds like she really likes Sam and, and talks to her all the time. You're also on a fucking TV show, so I know that people play dumb here and there, and you know the girls from Below Deck were like, I don't know what the hell's going on with Sandoval. Like, you probably did. But it's just a weird move to not answer it right away, to be like, yeah, you know, I'm in a situationship. Like, you're leaving the door open. Yeah. It's fucked up to Sam. It's fucked yeah. up to your relationship. I get it if this is like October, and it's a month after you meet Sam, and like, yeah, you had a really good summer with her. You're not really sure where it's going to go. You carried on throughout the entire winter at BravoCon. At, you know, in L.A., you had her come out to L.A. You were in New York a bunch. Like, you guys are in a fucking relationship, whether you like it or not. Don't crack the door open, especially if she's going to be there in a couple of days and meet all these people. What are you going to do? Are you going to go make out with somebody? And then two or three days later, Sam shows up and you're making out with Sam and everyone's like, what the fuck's going on here? I, I, I just don't know what he expects from that. And I think that's Corey. It's probably how he's always been. And he's yeah. having a hard time now that he's in, you know, you're in a relationship, but you're. 3,000 miles away from each other. I don't want to say what I'm thinking, but I think we all know what I'm thinking. Yeah, and I don't want to paint him that way because I like Corey, but I thought that he had... An, his first response wasn't awful, and then he explains it further, and I'm like, that's not great. Because of what you just said, you guys are clearly a thing, so at least say that. It's like, yeah, because he says, I'm seeing somebody. I'm like, all yeah. right, cool. And then when he explains it more, he's like, but it's not a label. And she's like, oh, a situationship. He's like, totally. I like that. I'm in a situationship, so maybe we can also boink because it's not labeled. Pretty much. It's not a label. I, I like Corey, too. I just, you know, I wouldn't let him date my daughter. Fuck no. Is that, that's yeah. like the, yeah. I know. But you know what? We'll find out what, I think him and Sam are still together, so clearly it doesn't go poorly. But uh, the last thing, 
that we need to discuss about this show. And this is where I say this could end up turning into a captivating season only because I didn't realize the timeline. We're like a week removed from Scandaval. Like of the news. 10 days. Yeah. Yeah. We are fresh off of that. So I think that, you know, obviously it's going to take a lot for us to dive back into that shit, but it is super captivating. So I imagine. It's a warm up for VPR. Right. Just look at it. It's a good way to put it. And I think that this is going to be an interesting time to kind of dive into Schwartz a little bit, how he's feeling, maybe get some more info. Because I said it to Dev, when Schwartz walks on the screen, I can't help it. I have a soft spot for that guy. Like he walks into the winter house and I might get some shit for this. the fucking floor. You were, you were just like, oh, Schwartzy, so funny. No, no, no. Look, I still think that he, he did a lot of fucked up things and I'm not like team Schwartz, but there's just something about him. Like he gets on the screen. I'm like, fuck, like he's, he's hard to hate. He's, that's because a good he plays the game well. He, he plays does. the and he, dumb and he, friend he well. Be, and I said, I called this out all season last year. I'm not dumb. I'm not like falling for his shit. There's just something where, like, if Sandoval walked in, I'd be like, fuck this, get off the TV. But Schwartz, I'm like, I'll give him the time of day to see what he has to say this season of Winter House. But I also think that as viewers that don't enjoy this show, this is an opportunity for us to actually get something out of this season, especially if this is going to lead us into Vanderbump. Do you think that there's anything that happened in this show, whether it be something Schwartz did or says about the Sandoval situation yes. that we don't already know. Uh, I everything, don't know. I feel like everything's out. I feel like everything's out there. I feel like they're going to paint it at some point. We're going to get they a teaser to. cliffhanger. It's like the biggest bombshell of Scandoval is about to happen in two episodes. And then it's, it's going to be like flat. Schwartz knew for a little bit longer than he let on. It's like, yeah, we already knew that. We exactly. saw the reunion. This is, is this after the reunion or just is this it in is that in between 10 days after Everybody found so they out. They picked the cameras they, back up, and then there was a couple weeks before the reunion aired. Or well, they started. said last week, and that was the clip of Ariana and Tom at their house yelling at one okay. another. Right. And that was the week prior to this. So so. I don't think the reunion's filmed yet. No, I don't think so either. So that that's just kind of goes to show you. I feel like we're just going to get information that came out during the reunion. Probably, probably. But you know what? Again, I think that it at least gives us something because that's the problem with most Winter House setups is that there's nothing to latch on to i yeah. think here's a weird opportunity it's not going to be our favorite but it's something to get us through this and be like all right at least we got something out of that yeah and, and i don't mind it I, I will always hold on to the fact that i don't mind it for a couple episodes yeah yeah i just know how these shows go they're just like three episodes too long and i don't know how long this is going to be i haven't even looked it up because i'm afraid to but again just you know i guess it doesn't make any sense for bravo to send all these people out to colorado and pay for this house and pay for all their booze and pay for all their trips and all this shit going on. Which, by the way, sidetrack, Schwartz shows up. Do you see how much crap he has? He's got yeah, like, he's an, got a, like a, a cardboard box with stuff in it. How the fuck is he getting that on the plane? Oh, I don't know. I how did, he, how did he get that on the plane and bring it Honestly, out? I don't know if he did. A lot of times they have things shipped to the houses they go to. Maybe he picked it up. The like- cardboard box was open. He opened it up. He just needs. I don't. I don't he know. I just luggage. I that, just, he's the kind of guy that would travel with like a trash bag and cardboard box taped up with a shit in it. Yeah, it sounds about right. You know, and you'd I mean? love it. You would enjoy it. No, I didn't. Say, whoa, whoa. Bring him back to Tom. Tom Schwartz apologist. Bro, Neil Russell over don't here. Don't even start because people are gonna latch onto that. That's not if what I said when we were talking about VPR. They're not gonna do it now. That's true. It's just that's that's all I'm saying is there's just something about him where he walks back on the screen and I'm like, I kind of want to watch. I don't know why. It just it is, and I'm just being honest. 
I'm just being honest. And you I are. feel like you're gaslighting me a little bit. You're and... emotionally attracted to Tom Schwartz. But you know, <laughs> you got an emotional affair going on with Schwartz. This is good because this is like I was talking about earlier. We're trying to get back to some normalcy here. Yep. The gaslighter's back. All right. Things are vibing a little bit. We're am back I gaslighting or am I shedding some truth? You're gaslighting is what yeah. you're doing. You're being a gaslighter. And now you're, you're further gaslighting by trying to act like I'm overreacting. So we are back, baby. We are back. And with that, let's move on to some Rob Huh. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app. What's up, bros? Still here to talk to you guys about HelloFresh. Look, I don't know about you. But I'm sick of going to the grocery store. I got too much going on during my week to take a break, to go to the store, walk up and down the aisles, wait in line for the self-checkout, which is supposed to be faster. But now everybody uses self-checkout, so the self-checkout takes just as long as the regular checkout. It's a whole thing. But now, thanks to HelloFresh, I don't have to go anymore. HelloFresh does all the shopping and the meal planning for you. The ingredients arrive at your doorstep pre-portioned and ready to cook along with pictured step-by-step recipe cards. How easy is that? Even though the fall can feel jam-packed, HelloFresh makes whipping up a home-cooked dinner actually doable with quick and easy options, including their 15-minute meals. That's less time than it takes to get delivery. And with everything pre-portioned and delivered right to your door every week, this is really a no brainer and i am a private chef and i am very very much a stickler for my ingredients but when i got my box of hello fresh i checked all of the ingredients they're fresh they are ready to go and i highly recommend this service so go to hellofresh.com 50 brav bros and use code 50 brav bros for 50 percent off plus free shipping that's too good of an offer to pass up you get 50 percent off and free shipping Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50BravBros and use code 50BravBros for 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. But we are back to our fave, the show that started the bros, Rob Huh. And I do have to let you in on something. I don't know if you've checked uh, X or Twitter or whatever you'd like to call it. We got tagged in a tweet um, that Crystal had responded to somebody in the comments, and they were asking about how many episodes there were this season. 20 plus. So we are in it for the long haul. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that's set in stone, though. I don't think it's set in stone, but I think we can it, it, bank on a plus 18 season. You know what I don't like about that answer, though? What? Because Crystal is in it, obviously, the entire season. Mm-hmm. 
if she thinks it's 20 plus, I'm worried that she thinks the season's already too long, meaning that things drug on for way too long. Well, she did say it's 20 plus and I have something to say about every episode. So that paints it a little bit more captivating, I think. But well, that's good. I want Crystal to talk more. I do, too. My point is more so that our issue, our biggest issue last year was the fact that we had to do it for 23 episodes, I believe. But it's all said it's and almost done. six months. That's what I'm saying. It's a Six fucking year months. of a show. You know what Beverly Hills is? And look, sports analogy. Let's bring it back. Beverly Hills is the baseball season. Oh, it is yeah. so fucking long, sometimes way too long. And then we get other things that are like really captivating and enjoyable, like maybe Atlanta or Potomac, which doesn't seem as long. That's NFL. Okay. Like, yeah. You get like 18 weeks like in there, but including the playoffs and everything like that's what you want. All right. I like that. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Sports. Hopefully it's good. I, look, I will say I was, for the first time, and I knew this was going to happen, I was re-excited again about Beverly Hills, Same. knowing that it came on. I watched it last night. I didn't watch it today. Wow. You yeah. watched it when it premiered? I didn't watch it when it premiered. Oh, no. no I, had, <laughs> I had a DVR. Oh, peacock. I had a DVR. Oh, you T-vote. T-vote it. T-vote. Yeah. Nice. You <laughs> I had a DVR. I watched it last night. The only problem with DVRing things now, they know, especially if you're streaming, like I stream through Hulu, they know you're streaming, they know you're DVRing, they still give you the commercials, you still can't skip through the goddamn know, commercials. It it's a pain in the ass, I hate it, it stinks. But, I was really excited to watch Beverly Hills last night when it started up, I got a little jittery, I was pumped to see the girls back on screen, I know there's going to be a new dynamic this year, and all of that went out the window immediately. Oh yeah, no, it's very, oh, you're unexcited? I was unexcited about one thing right away. Oh, okay. I think I can guess what it is, but we're going to wait until uh, we get there. Yeah. Because, actually, I mean, it's right out of you the You want to just jump right into yeah. it? Eagle Woman was Eagle the fucking issue. woman shows up in Blue Raven. And the, the only thing that you need to know about any of this is PK goes and tells Dorit her, her associate Blue Raven is here. Dorit thought the PK was joking. And she was not. Dorit's Blue the one who fucking name. hired them to come out here and do this, and she immediately thought that PK was making a, an inappropriate joke about the woman's name, and it actually was Blue Raven. Yep. That's I... all you need to know about all this bullshit. This is actually just runs to the top. If they're going to drink peyote tea or something, I'm all in. This was a were. great opportunity to do that. I know it's still illegal, so you know, don't cancel us, but this was a great opportunity to do something like that, something a little different. No, we're going to do the same old bullshit, but this time it's going to be way worse. I, this is worse than sound baths. So here's my thing. When she said Vision Quest, I was like, oh, shit. Because like, we Yodi, talked about yeah. that. And it was like, if we're doing ayahuasca in the desert and then we get to see their reactions, that's like a whole different I'm in. Game. I totally. am so in. I don't know how you film something like that. You got to throw some effects in there. But I would, I would pay a lot of money to watch somebody. It, Kathy Hilton specifically. <laughs> I would pay so much money to watch Kathy Hilton like on ayahuasca wandering through the desert. That, that would be, be great TV. They need a lot of chaperones. Although she would get canceled. Yeah. Immediately. Oh, yeah. Just, I don't know. Horrible. Whatever the fuck's up in her brain that comes out with those drugs. See ya. Yeah. Uh, see, and I'm jaded now to these scenes because I, like I said, I believe in like sound baths and all that stuff. Well, you're Native but, American too. So this is one of those yeah. things. And especially with like Eagle Woman and Blue Raven, I was like, okay, let's see where this is going. But here's my thing. I don't know anymore if I get excited because of the premise of the show or if I get excited because I'm like, this is going to piss off Shooter so much, especially this one. This is like if you wrapped up all of the healing journeys we've had to go through in the past seven It had months, everything. It had everything. It into one. 
The fact that this chick's name is Eagle Woman, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. They're just fucking with Shooter at this point. They have to be. <laughs> they have to be. Eagle Woman and Blue Raven are going to come in here. The only cool takeaway, I guess Dorit had rented that area. Looks like a pretty cool area to go. Uh, I would Malibu. love to have a party out there. That would be sick. I would get actual seats, not just cushions on the ground, but you know. That's, that's... part of the whole thing. Would you, you would shut the fuck up? <laughs> part of what whole thing? Part of what whole thing? Tell me, tell me what they did. You know what you did? There was a little drum playing in the background, and then we're all gonna file out here. I like that Garcella Media is like fucking only Dorit would do something like this. Pretty much everybody on Bravo is gonna do some dumb shit like this. So they go out there, they sit down. Erica doesn't know where to sit. There's a table that's higher up than the chair that you're supposed to sit on the ground, the cushion. And what did they do? They drank sage tea and they said, Hey, Kyle. Why don't you talk about what's bothering you? Kyle talked about what's bothering her. They went back and forth a little bit. They shared a fucking hug at the end. And they had the same bullshit at the end with the confessional with Dorit. Only in Beverly Hills can you get a bunch of women that are at odds, come together and talk about their stuff, and then share a hug at the end. No, Dorit. Not <laughs> only in fucking Beverly Hills. How about Atlanta? How about Potomac? How about New York? Anywhere you want to go that has a housewife-centric city, you can go and do this dumb shit, hug it out, and I guarantee you you're going to be bitching at each other in like 20 minutes. Look, man. Stupid. Just forget what you know. I'm done with it. I go back and to the Roaring Twenties party. what parties. you forgot. Go back to the Roaring Twenties party. No, I, I don't, don't like those want either. these healing journeys anymore. They're so dumb. They make me so happy now because of you. Because you know I get pissed off about. Yeah, it. especially you, this it's, one. It's like it was just outrageous. And even in my like, she looks at a rock and says it has grandfather grandfather energy. energy. Yeah. That's my grandfather <laughs> rock. What does that mean? You're Native American. Can you explain that to me? Is it does that have anything to do with that, or is it just <laughs> bullshit? I've never heard that. But hey, there could be something there. I don't know. I just, I took a lot of pleasure in this scene. And again, I'm pretty sure it's just because I knew what your reaction was going to be. But I do, here's what I, what I did like about it, objectively speaking. Last year, we were run ragged from all the shit, all the drama, all of the forced drama. Everyone was so fucking mad at each other all the time. It got so old. Like we were genuinely stressed out. Right. I'm glad that we can at least start this season off. Put the healing shit aside. Put Eagle Woman and Blue Raven aside. It sounds like a bad superhero movie. Eagle Woman and Blue Raven. But it does sound really bad. Right. Yeah. Probably but, better than this, though. Anyway, my point is, objectively speaking, I'm glad that we're starting this season off by just smoothing shit over. Whether it's for the camera or not, I really don't care. I did not want to jump back into last year's drama amongst everybody i wanted to jump back into a fresh show i want to see new opportunities new storylines Rena's out we can get rid of that bullshit diana oh, jenkins is out we can get rid of that bullshit one completely forgot about diana jenkins awesome that i forgot about her yeah, entirely very forgettable really happy about that two that email that had to be the fakest fucking thing ever right the email from Rina, Rina emailed NBC Universal and said, hey, I'm not going to renew my contract. Thanks, Thanks for, for a great years. eight years. Yeah. Uh, your best, Lisa. Fuck off. No shit. You were told not to come back because you stink. Yep. And you did that. Look, I don't know. It looked legit. I think she just sent the email. and then legit. I could do that right now. I know. And I think that she just sent the email, then took a screenshot of it and sent it to Erica or sent it to wherever. I don't know. We're Bravo. Like, where do you get off saying something like that? Just tell us that you fucking told her to not come back and I'd have way more respect for you as an organization if you just said, hey, Rena sucks. We wanted her out. We kicked her out. We told her not to come back. 
This is where we stand. Don't try to act like she sent an email and did all this to smooth things over with Rena just in case you need like a break in case of emergency exactly, in six years. That's exactly that's what they're doing. And I, I have no respect for that move. No, I agree with that, but I'm, I'm fired up. I like it, but I'm just glad. I'm genuinely glad we could start out, especially with like an Erica Jane apology. Like I didn't see that coming. She says I was vicious last year. I was trying to defend myself. I felt alone, blah, blah, blah. It must be the hormones. But at least she, look, here's the thing. When she said that and people are like, oh, it could be Ozempic. It could be Ozempic. Everyone and their dog is taking Ozempic. So it could be that. But people forget, like HGH has been around for a very long time. And guess what will help you get in shape and lose weight? Human growth hormones. Like that's a valid thing. So if she's saying she's taking hormones and that's HGH related, that, that's valid actually. Could be, yeah. You know what I mean? So when she said that and people were like, oh, it could be Ozempic. I'm like, no, it could be. But like HGH, like human growth hormones, are, it's a legit route. It's not good for you, but it's a legit route you can take. So I, I didn't think that that was as damning as like Dorit did, but I'm glad that she apologized. I loved the fact that when her issue with her was the shit that happened at BravoCon where she says, and was 100% correct, by the way, that PK and Dorit's marriage was the next to fail. She says it, actually it was a wasn't. Shady... It's Kyle and Mauricio. It's Kyle and Mauricio, but Dorit and PK are on the yeah, road. I know. I know. But the first one was first, Kyle and right, Mauricio. Right. But they're not, but it's all vague. No one really knows what's happening. I think anybody. Kyle and Mauricio could have like a Will and Jada thing going on where seven years ago. Honestly, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. And we're going to get to them. But all in all, I like the intro scene. Healing shit aside, that was just a cherry on top for me because I could just feel you fuming. Like, do you believe it? Do you believe that I, we got a smoothing over scene and they're not going to talk about last season for the rest of this season? No, 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 not at all. But I do think that it at least starts us off on the right footing where it's like, all right, let's try to aim differently this season. It's a fresh look at these ladies without Rinna. Maybe that was almost like a warning to the ladies. Like, hey, why are you looking at me like that? You're st- like the optimism. Well, I'm I, always optimistic. I, you don't, I, said I don't you, think you believe what you're saying right now. I literally just said, no, I don't think that we're going to go this whole season without rehashing half of the shit that happened last year. I then believe what's the point in this scene right here, because maybe just maybe they can point them in a different direction to start the show out. That other shit will come up eventually. It's inevitable, right? Maybe we can at least get some other shit happening. So I'm not reminded of Diana Jenkins. I'm not reminded of. I, yeah, I, I don't Rena. think like, we're going to get Diana Jenkins at all. I don't think they're even going to talk about her. I think that she spurned Bravo so hard, hard yeah. that it's just they're not even going to let them talk about her. Or, and if they do, they're going to edit it out. The one thing that I loved, like genuinely from Sutton, when it goes to her, and I'm so happy that she's back on TV again. Like, I, I just I love Sutton. But wow, I know what a turn. Right. Remember the <laughs> beginning of last year? It's crazy. Yeah. But she claims that she heard a rumor that when PK got his DUI. There was another woman in the car, and I'd never heard that one before. I don't know. I if didn't hear it either. There, yeah, but I've never heard that one. Yeah. And I'm glad that right out of the gate, she's spilling tea. Boom! Immediately. So that's where I get excited. It's like, yeah, we're going to rehash some shit. Wow, rehash some shit. But okay. I'm glad that like some of the why we love these women is immediately put back out there. Like I love Sutton because she just says things. Like she just immediately is like, mm, I heard he's banging somebody else and was in the car during the DUI. Great. Now we have something to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think that what we're going to get this year without, maybe we do get like a little bit of a kinder Erica, and we'll see how that pans out. But without Rinna there, I think somebody like Sutton, somebody like Crystal, they're going to be able to step up a little bit and talk more and not have somebody just running down their throat as soon as they open their mouth. I, agree. I think we're going to get more out of it, for better or worse. Look, I know that when it comes to Sutton, 
she does just say things. Sometimes it's damning to herself. Sometimes it's damning to other people. But that makes for good television. Totally. And I need more of that without somebody shutting her up immediately. I agree. And so I, <laughs> I think it opens the door. And that's what I'm saying with this opening scene. It's like, all right. It's pointing us in different directions than we had to sit through 20 episodes of last year. No, I'm not naive enough to think that we're not going to get back to that stuff. Sitting over there smirking like an asshole at me. I wasn't smirking. I you was genuinely a... befuddled. Befuddled? Befuddled. I behooved you? You behooved me. Wow. Well, let's keep you going. You can behoove me all you want, buddy. <laughs> I'll dehoove you, pal. Ooh. I don't know. That's something. That bad. got me moist like an apple pie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the next scene, we get Sutton at her store, and she is with Jennifer Tilly, who I thought was going to make a push onto the show, and I wonder if this is her dipping a toe. I know we've seen her in the past, yeah. but... I wouldn't be surprised if she's like a full-blown friend of this year and like we just didn't hear about it. I'd be okay with that because I, too. I love her and Sutton's dynamic. I, they've been friends for so long. She Obviously, she's the bride of Chucky. That's sick. Love mm. that. But I didn't mind her on screen. It didn't seem like she was pushing too hard. Oh. She wasn't trying hard at all. It just looked like her and Sutton were sitting down having a friendly conversation and there were cameras there. Yeah, That's what you want. And I don't know. Look. I like Avi too. Avi's great. Oh, yeah. Avi's great. Avi's awesome. But I don't know if she's going to push that hard to be a friend of. It might be more like, mm, I, I don't really even know who else to compare it to. But I, I enjoy her on the screen. I do too. I think there's a place for her here. And it's nice to see Sutton have support out of the gate because that's kind of been one of her downfalls in the past. She's always had Garcelle, but at the same time, Garcelle is the voice of reason in the group. And she will yeah. kind of go any direction that she feels is correct, which that's why we love her. But with Sutton, like, we need somebody to stand by her when she just says dumb things and doesn't question it. Just is like, yeah, I'm on Team Sutton regardless. Like, we, I'm happy to have that person. I think yeah. Jennifer Tilly will Yeah, play because Garcelle will do that. She'll support Sutton, but she'll also check her and tell her. Right, and which is important dumb. as yeah. well. Like, Garcelle, as we've talked about a thousand times, is like the moral compass of the show and like the voice of reason and, and is invaluable in our opinion. But I like the the thought that Sutton has just like an ally separate from that. So hopefully that's what she does this season. But Sutton talks about now she has like financial autonomy and her, her store has been doing pretty well. It's been open for four years. Shout out to Sutton, by the way, she sent us a Sutton t-shirt yep. that we are going to rock. Uh, we got to fight over it because we only got one. So we're going to have a uh, cage match after this and we're going to stream it for our new Patreon. I'm just kidding. KY jelly. Well, that's a different show. But she says she wants to flaunt her success to her ex-husband. And I like this move. I like the fact that she wants to stick it to this guy and be like, yeah, you gave me an allowance. Well, check me out now, big boy. Look what I'm doing now with my life. Love that. Yeah, awesome move. So good for her. But the next scene, we get to Erica Chain. And she's in therapy with Dr. Man still. And we've seen Dr. Man on FaceTimes in the past. Now, something stuck out to me here. and. uh Look, I like that she's doing therapy. I like that she's trying to better herself. She's asking a lot of the right questions. But when you have to ask somebody to explain empathy to you and how to show and give empathy, that's alarming, no? I, I had a different take on it. Oh. I was surprised that wait, she even asked what it was. Real quick. Let me pause real quick. This is why Beverly Hills is my favorite. Honestly, yeah, because most shows we are pretty much on the same page right. these days. Beverly Hills, we tend to differ on multiple things. Yeah, differ, not differ. differ. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why I love it so much is because we're usually not on the same page with Beverly Hills. No, no. And and it's little things like this, too, because I was surprised that she even asked. Obviously, I was surprised that she didn't know what it was. But the fact that she asked her therapist what empathy is, maybe she's going to try to be empathetic. I know you can't. <laughs> it's hard to try to be empathetic. I feel like you either have it or you don't. But she doesn't know what it is, which tells me she doesn't have it. And we obviously get to see her actions for the last seven years. And she hasn't shown any empathy at all. So we know that. We went through that last year with the the victims of the uh, the fraud and everything that was associated with all of that. So Correct. She, her asking was surprising to me. Maybe it's a step in the right direction. I don't know if I'm holding out hope that we're going to get a different Erica this year. And I think that's where my foundation is. Who's the is optimist right now? now? Yeah. But if Erica Jane's a good housewife, this show is good. 1,000%. So I think I'm rooting for it rather than being optimistic. I think that I hold some optimism as well there, and I'm definitely rooting for it because you said it best. This show benefits with a good Erica Jane. Yeah. Lover or hater, you cannot deny when she's on, she's fucking great TV. And I think that that's honestly all of the women of Beverly Hills, why this show holds a special place in our heart. When they're all firing on all cylinders, it's it's unmatched. It's one of the best shows on Bravo. When they're not, when they get lost like last season, it's tough to watch. But when they're doing it well, like even Dorit this episode, this is the best I've seen Dorit compared to all of last season. Because we, even though I think we're going to get back into her getting robbed again, which is frustrating that she's going to take that route. I, I firmly believe that. And that's going to be annoying. Say? I understand a lot of it, but some of it's obnoxious. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, even your husband's like, dude. No, but like, we're watching TV last year, and I think we had that exact same take because this show was so long last year. Episode like 18 or 19, Dorit's still talking about, we're like, get over it. Well, it happened so long ago. It's like, it could have happened like three weeks ago. We don't really know. But now PK is sitting there, who has to be as close to Dorit as possible, is looking at her and telling her straight up, I understand some of it, but a lot of it's obnoxious. Yeah. And now you're having Eagle Woman come into my house. This is obnoxious. Well, then when she gets to the Eagle Woman retreat, Eagle Woman's lair, if you will. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Bird's nest. (laughs) The bird's nest. (laughs) Yes. When she gets to the bird's nest, we see a security guard and she goes, don't go far. Yeah. Who's going to get you there? You're on a mountaintop in the Eagle's Nest with Eagle Woman and Blue Raven. That's actually really funny. I didn't put that together. I thought, she did, I thought she said, don't go too far in case this erupted and we had no. it quickly. Mm-mm. Okay. That was security guard. Don't go too far in case Eagle Woman and Blue Raven are unable to uphold honor and justice in the Eagle's Nest. I think they're superheroes. I That's think that I if thought. somebody came in and tried to rob you, Eagle Woman's got you. Eagle Woman's got you. Blue You're Raven's, she's up to some shit over there. I don't Blue know what Raven, she's, this is my, yeah. Yeah, I think I, that she's like waiting for the downfall of Eagle Woman to see if Eagle Woman falters. And then Blue Raven's going to try to step into that role. We're going to see a an anti-villain kind of scenario. Yeah, there's something going on with or An Blue anti-hero, Raven. sorry. Anti-hero. Anti-hero. Yeah. I think that's the route that Blue Raven's going to go. And I think that. There's something here. We might have to continue with the Blue Raven Eagle Woman need to know more. I'm going to do some digging. I'm sure they've got a strong social media uh, presence. Yeah, Even though that seems to go against everything that they preach. But, you know, they probably have a really strong social media. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm very happy that you're going to dive further in. I think this is how we start the next episode next week. Tell me what you heard about Eagle Woman. (laughs) Tell me what you heard about Eagle Woman. But moving on from there, we get Dorit and Kyle. And the more that... I see PK around Dorit. Maybe this is because things aren't great with them. But I just, I don't understand it. I really don't. Like, 
the man's double fisting Lay's potato chips and like love that move. But I just they don't seem connected to me. And maybe that's why we're hearing things come out now that they're getting separated. And I just saw that they spoke out and said that they're they're staying together. The separation rumors are not true. But the, I don't I know. I feel like I they know, are man. connected. Do you? Yeah. When he's double fisting Lay's potato chips, she comes in and she goes, what are you doing? This is why I can't keep these things in the house. And she takes the chips away. And he didn't like get mad about it. He's laughing. I don't know, man. I, don't know. I feel like it could be a different dynamic. Maybe they've just become friends. And they, that's yeah, it. But like, I'm watching Dorit on TV for the last couple of years. I would get tired of Dorit too. Like, I, would get tired I get of PK, it. PK is also the same thing. They're just not a really good match, but there are moments. Maybe they are. I don't know. I really don't know. I, but I didn't, I didn't get the vibe that they aren't, you know, kind of feeling each other anymore. I got the vibe that, you know, they're friends living in a house now. Yeah. Maybe that's it. And that's what a lot of the things coming out now are alluding to is that they're like, they're under the same roof, but they're not together anymore. And maybe it is one of those situations where they just became good friends and the intimacy or something is out the window. I don't know. I could definitely see that happening. I, I get that vibe a little bit. Well, but maybe from, him and uh, Mauricio are having an affair together. Uh, who knows anymore? They I, are I really know. close. They're super close. And you know what? Like, who the fuck knows these days? Like, I feel like everything's for a storyline. I could see that happening just so they could, like, grab attention of the media. I don't fucking know. But we get Dorit and Kyle talking about marriages, which is funny because that's what we're talking about right now. But they're sitting there discussing, and she was talking about a time that her and PK had where he was in London a lot, and she really needed him. He didn't do anything wrong explicitly. There wasn't cheating. There wasn't something that she could pinpoint, but he wasn't there for her when she needed him. Yeah. And it's alluding pretty much to Kyle, and she's feeling that way with Mauricio, and obviously that's all we've heard about for the past six months. Is the Morgan Wade thing. Now we got Mo with his Dancing with the Stars partner, and they're going on a date allegedly. And I want to talk about that real quick because initially Kyle had posted something in support of Mo on Dancing with the Stars. Good luck. And we know that they're separated, but she still said, Good luck to Mo. Like, I hope that whatever. She deleted that because of a video of Mo out to dinner with his Dancing with the Stars partner, and they were holding hands and apparently getting a little too close in this video. Now, this is the most hypocritical pot calling the kettle black glass house bullshit I have ever seen in my entire life. You cannot go and make a music video with a 26-year-old country star who you stalked through her DMs to connect with, and then you make a music video in lingerie where you two are all over each other amidst rumors about you two dating and hooking up behind Moe's back, stepping out on your marriage with this chick, and then you're going to get mad at Moe for going out to dinner with a woman who he should be with because they're on Dancing with the Stars. I'm not saying be with emotionally or romantically, but it makes sense that those two are out to dinner because they're doing the Dancing with the Stars thing. And anybody that's watched Dancing with the Stars knows that the dancer and their celebrity get very close during these things. So that makes sense to me. What does not make sense to me is Kyle going and trouncing around the country with a 26-year-old country singer getting her name tattooed on her fucking body, and then having an issue with Mo getting sushi with Dancing with the Stars Lady. It's so hypocritical. It hurts my brain. I don't understand how she can go and watch what happens live and then have an issue with this when she's been doing the same fucking thing with Morgan for months. It's been months, and we have to sit here and listen to her have an issue with Mo. There's either something that we don't know that Mo did, yeah, or she is just ass backwards in this whole thing. And it's funny because I, the way that this episode started off, they did sort of like a almost like a mid season trailer. 
Yeah. Where they just started it off like, hey, this is what you can expect. Okay. I so like I don't that. really know what happened in this episode. I might be just pulling things from that trailer at this point. Fair game. But it looks like Mo sits down and there's one line that Kyle says where Mo's talking to her about Morgan Wade. And I guess this is later in the season. And he says, yeah, like, I don't really know what's going on here. Like, they're saying that you're having an affair. And Kyle looks at Mo and says, well, at least it's me this time. I know. So and maybe there is more there. And I don't really know. There's been a lot of rumors about Mo in the past. and like, Yeah, there's been rumors. And we don't really know what the hell's going on. And we never know what the hell's going on. But I do agree. Everything that she's doing is super hypocritical. And I don't really understand it. I just think you got to have a little more taste than, you know, dating or dancing with the stars person. I mean, you're, you are out in the limelight. Do you really want your fucking picture taken? Do you really want to be walking? Like, go find anyone. Go was find. That fuck there you are. Kyle? Was that him being like, you're doing this shit, so I'm going to do it? Possibly. Like, I don't know what the angle is, but like, for me, it's just Kyle would have gotten so many points if she just didn't say anything about it. Yeah. If she hadn't commented on it, she comes out the winner there because everyone's going to point at Mo and be like, gross. You know what I mean? I don't think anybody's going to say gross. It's just it's just a weird dynamic. It's so I, I just can't imagine that we're ever going to have enough information. No, I don't really so, have an opinion on it. But for what we have here, the whole situation just seems fucked up. Yeah, it's weird. But the next scene is Garcelle and her kids on a picnic. And holy shit, Jax is the most mature 15-year-old I think I've ever met. I think that he thinks he knows more than he actually does. I oh, think, for sure. You he's know, 15. Yeah, he's 15 yeah. years old and he's acting like he doesn't need parenting anymore. You'll find out very quickly, like early 20s. When, yeah, have fun in college. Yeah, exactly. And then afterwards, when life starts happening, and you're like, oh, fuck. But I like this scene because I like seeing Garcelle with her kids. I like seeing her as a mom. And I like the vulnerability here and in the ability for her to say, because I'm a working mom, because I fly back and forth from Atlanta, I have not been there as much as I would have liked. And she has the wherewithal to be able to ask her children about it and sit there and listen to Jax go into this. And explain, you know what? I needed this two years ago. I needed a parent. Now I really don't. And that has to sting like a motherfucker. Yeah. That really had to hurt. But for her to open up the door like that for us to see this with her kids. And also, you know, it's just, it still seems like an amicable relationship. It didn't seem like Jax was being malicious. Oh, no, not at all. I felt like he was doing pretty much what you said in the beginning, where he's acting like he knows everything. Yeah. I don't think he was being malicious at all. I think that he was just saying in a rebellious way almost like yeah. i don't need you Correct. i'm okay but he was still being nice about it it was really interesting to watch that because her other son's sitting over there carving his girlfriend's yeah. name into <laughs> That's a, a 15 year old and he's like yeah yeah was, i just missed ashlyn Ashlyn really bad it's like all right it, it's kind of cute but like enough dude like uh, you're gonna you, find out quickly your brother's too. over here telling me that i'm a terrible mother so yeah. like let's in like so many words so i, I agree i think that it's great to see this because it's so much different than what we get with all the women together. You get to get a glimpse into their lives and it's a very real moment. Mm -hmm. And I thought that Garcelle handled herself pretty well with yeah, that. Yeah. She wanted to know more. She wanted to understand where his perspective was coming from. And he allowed her in. He was being mature in a way while still kind of bashing his mom, which was weird. But it was still a nice moment to see, even though, you know, the content wasn't that great. The content was tough, but. Yeah, I think that it's just, it, like you said, it's important for us to see these moments because it's a break from the group mentality, everyone like trying to find a storyline or whatever. Now we just get a peek behind the curtain, and we like that. We like to see the yep. family dynamics. So the last scene we get with Kyle and Mo, and Mo is planning a million things on his schedule, and Kyle's trying to get him to talk to her. 
this is where you see there's clearly a breakdown in this relationship. And I'm curious, as far as timelines go, where this is as far as when we started to hear about stuff happening with Mo and Kyle. And I don't know as far as like the Instagram post, the Morgan Wade of it all, like all of that stuff. Like when did that start in relation to this? And we suck at timelines. As well, you I know, know Morgan is in the trailer in the beginning of the show. She comes into this eventually. So, but I think that's probably footage from when they picked cameras back up after. Is that what you think? That's I, it has to be because we didn't hear anything until right towards the end of them filming. Now, obviously. You're in a marriage for that long. Things start breaking down well before all of that. So I think what we're seeing now is a completely different situation. Last year, we saw Mo, but Mo was going to Aspen with them specifically so he could go ski. And he was just kind of bopping around doing his own thing the right. entire time. We didn't really draw any conclusions from that. We didn't say, oh, well, Kyle and Mauricio's relationship is kind of going to shit. He's barely even around anymore. We didn't think anything until we heard the Morgan Wade stuff. Then we have to start digging into it. Now we're watching this a little bit more analytically. And yes, maybe if you put this scene last year, we'd be like, all right, Kyle, like, let the guy work. Yes, he's planning golfing, but he's probably doing it with a client. He's doing this and that and whatever. Let him work. It's not that big of a deal. We would probably gloss over it entirely. We would have. Now we're going to be looking at all of these things, looking for clues. And like you just said, we're seeing the breakdown in the relationship. I don't know if we would have said that last year with any inkling that they would be breaking up. I don't think we would have. I don't think at all. I think that now we're we're so hypersensitive to it. So we're looking at, you know, I was looking at facial expressions, body language, the oh, way they're God. sitting yeah. in there, dude. They're not comfortable in the same room together right now. And they're not on the same page. She doesn't even know that she got like three more tattoos. Granted, they're teeny tiny tattoos. But like she alludes to, she's like, maybe she'll look at my body more often. I'm like, ooh, true. there's a, a knock on their intimacy. And just seeing them, Does see, you think Kyle even told him that that's she what, got the tattoos? I like, don't. Think also, so. maybe you should tell your husband that you got tattoos. Like, there's probably two sides to it. That's, there's always two sides to it, right? There's yeah. there's two sides to every story, and then there's the truth. So there's three sides. Do you think this just popped in my head? Sorry. Do you think that Kyle is going to spend the majority of the season? in her confessionals and in scenes, specifically trying to make Mauricio look bad as a husband? I don't know if it's intentional. She has the wherewithal to, to do that. Bad. I think that she, from what she says, she's just sick and tired of being the victim. She's sick and tired of people like telling her what's what. And I think that Maybe what look at your own family. Look at Kathy. Totally. Like, it's. I think it's a Kathy thing. I think it's a deep rooted issue that she's having. And this is where I, you know, she says the line like, "I've never been clearer." To me, this is not a a clearer thinking person. This more to me looks like. And I don't want to credit it with Mo because I don't think it's just like a flat out rebellious phase. I think she's just had it. And I think that she is now acting in a way that, that she thinks makes her happy. And if it does make her happy, who the fuck are we to say? But I don't know. It just seems like it seems like there's something else. There's an anger to it. And there's like a rebellion to it to where I don't give a shit if she gets tattoos. And it's not Mo's place to say, like, I won't allow that. Like, mm -hmm. you don't get to allow anything. It's her body. She wants to get a tattoo. Fucking deal with it, pal. Right. Plus, they are miniature tattoos. Like, you didn't even notice yeah, that cares? she had yeah, the body. So, I like, didn't care for any of that. Talk. No, that's bullshit. And that's dumb for him to say. But when he does say, like, do it because this is you. Don't do it because you're rebelling. That's where I start to think about it. And again, not because it's the man saying it. More so because I'm looking at this scene. I'm looking at a very different Kyle than we've seen in the past. And I'm obviously going to delve into that and try to figure out, all right, has she had enough? Did Kathy push her to the point where she broke last season and she's sick and tired of feeling weak 
and sick and tired of people telling her how to feel and act. And now she's just like, fuck it. Is this actually who she's going to be? And maybe that's where Morgan Wade ties in because you get this 26 year old country star who seems to like live her life the way that she wants to live. It clearly resonates with Kyle. Now yeah. she attaches her wagon to her. Maybe it's something that she hasn't experienced in this life. And she's like, this is me. This is what I want to do. Okay. Are you going about it the right way? No, I don't think you are. But if that is who you are, again, that's not for us to say. And I, I wish her all the best. If that is true, I just feel like there's anger behind it. It's not so much I'm trying to find myself. It's more so I'm sticking it to everybody else. Fuck everybody. Yeah. And we, something again just popped in my head because we talked about this with uh, Emily and Lauren on Housewives Nightcap, which if you didn't listen to their episode, listen to their episode because we have a nice little feature in there with Erica Jane, I believe, actually. We're as not well. with her. She also does a feature. Can I throw that out there and then people will go listen? Oh, oh, yeah. Mar- Come on. Marketing. Come on, marketing. But no, we talked about um, Lauren Manzo. And we talked about how she and her husband got divorced and we tried to figure out, you know, what was going on. And one of the things I think Emily or Lauren said was, you know, she took Ozempic and then she kind of got her body right. She lost like 50 to 80 pounds within like a couple of months. She started feeling a little bit better. Kyle's kind of doing the same thing. Kyle is sober. Stop drinking. She's working out a lot more. She's, you know, focusing on different things in her life. Now, I don't know if she just has this brain about her where now she's finally, like she said, seeing things clearer. And that means, okay, this relationship isn't for me anymore. And I think that's kind of what we're going to navigate this whole season. At least I kind of hope so. Like, I I hope that they didn't do that. And then we're just going to throw it away for like 10 to 15 episodes and then kind of like jam that in at the end. That's kind of where I think they're going to go. But I'm going to hold out a little bit of hope that they don't do that. I just think now we're kind of seeing and I want to see how this plays out. I think we're going to see a Kyle that is a little more vocal in the group and a lot more vocal at home. And I hope that it's not just a campaign to just run Mo into the ground and act like he's a terrible husband and you're leaving him and everything that you're doing is justified. Because again, we don't know where the timeline started with Morgan Wade. She could already be talking to Morgan at this point. And if that's the case, then she might be trying to justify her actions by trashing her husband on TV, which that's not going to be a really good look. And I want to see how that plays out over the next, I guess, five to six episodes. We'll have a better idea. I think that's a really good way to put it. I think I am all for, you know, a journey in which you find yourself, a journey of self-discovery in which you want to live your life a certain way, haven't been able to, and now you are. And I agree. If that's the route she takes, great. Good for you. I don't think that the correct route is to drag your husband and make it out that he's the bad guy, unless he is. And if something comes to light, we'll change our tune very quickly. We always do. But for the time being, with the information we've been presented with, it would do her a lot of benefit to take the route of this is me now, get on board, or this relationship won't work, versus I am this way because of you. Yeah. You were the problem. Yep. And I think that that is going to be an interesting thing to watch. I hope that that is a focal point for the majority of the season. I want to see this relationship because we haven't dove into it before. We've heard rumors. We've seen some things. We've heard some things on Instagram, whatever. We haven't had the chance to really peel back the curtain. So right. if we get that this year, fucking great. I'm down. I'm, I'm excited for what we were presented with this episode. I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm glad we're back in Rob Hook. Strap in and strap on. Strap in and strap on, as one of our commenters said. <laughs> <laughs> but that takes us to the question portion of the show. So let's jump right in. Up first. From Julie Bush 4300, do you think that Dorit married PK for money 
and is disgruntled with the actual situation. Yeah. Yeah. I had to think about that. I had to, I had to think long and hard about that one. Yeah. I, I'm going to say absolutely. Okay. Um, I don't know. Like I said, the, after I said they didn't have a connection, I did think back and I'm like, you know what? They, they do seem to like each other. Do I think that finance financials were a part of it? Absolutely. Yes, I do. Do I think that's the end-all, be-all? I really don't. And I'm going to give Dorit a lot of credit there. I don't think that that was the I think Dorit factor. tries. I do, like, too. We see her try with PK more than really any other housewife on this show tries with their significant other. So I feel like that's something that we can kind of hang our hats on. But I think that she expected her life to go a little bit differently. And I... I I think this is kind of where we are in life and like generations, if you will. In the past, people would marry other people for the money and then you just kind of stick it out. Yeah. You just suffer silently. Maybe you talk some shit to your friends that are closest to you, but you don't do anything else. Now in this life, I mean, the fucking divorce rate is what, 50%? It's more than that now. Yeah. Uh, you know the biggest, the leading cause of divorces? Isn't it Facebook? Marriage. A hundred percent of people that are married get to. You're an idiot. It is what Facebook. A, what a um, no, it is. It is Facebook. I you answered correctly, so oh, I thank you. To, I pivoted. Thank you. Um, but no, so I think that with social media and everything being said out there, it's it's tougher to just kind of like suffer in silence. Or I guess that's probably not the right phrasing. But otherwise, yeah, I think that that's kind of where we're getting. I think that she saw her life going a different way. It's not working out, and she's kind of a little disgruntled. Okay. All right. Oh, I like this. From Kelsey Luhu. Are you fans of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? And how do you think it portrays the city and culture? Yeah, I'm a massive fan and very yes, well. Yes, and yes. Yeah, it portrays the city extremely well, honestly. <laughs> That's, uh, it's, it's blown up a little bit. It's a little bit exaggerated, but it's pretty on the nose. And that's why that show is so good. And that's why we have accepted those people into our city as fellow Philadelphians. Rob McElhaney actually is from Philly, and that's why it is so on the nose. He, yeah. Like on their podcast, he talked about he was drinking up in um, or the Passionk. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Like in the park, and that's we all did the same shit. We yep. would find like the woods, and we'd go drink forties. And I mean, he talked you, about the same thing. They were in the city last week because they were at a Phillies game, and Charlie, there. Charlie was at a bar that week, just pouring shots for people. Yeah, they so. just let him behind the bar. So everybody in Philadelphia loves Always Sunny, and yes, it portrays the city very well. Yep, agreed. From Ali Core, who are you rooting for this season? Ooh, I like this. The birds. Answer the fuck. Eagle question. Woman and Blue Raven. Hey. The birds. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I am rooting for I'm rooting for Crystal this season. Yeah. Just because I feel like there's so much more that we can get from her in the group dynamic, and we're not we haven't gotten it thus far. And yeah, I, I guess that tweet kind of sparked that thought. You know who I'm rooting for? Erica Jane. I want an Erica Jane comeback season. I know. Zach. No, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Yep. Here's the difference. I am not Team Erica. I am rooting. I'm a big comeback story guy, but I'm not Team Erica. But you want to ask me who I'm rooting for to have a better year? Erica Jane. She might have some self-awareness this year. Who the fuck knows? Who knows? We she said see. something in that trailer about, um, you know, just because I feel good and I feel like what I'm doing is good doesn't mean that people are, it's going to convey to people wanting to work with me. That's crazy for Erica to say. Yeah. Yeah. In the past, it would be, I'm Erica fucking Jane. You're going to want to work with yeah, me. Yeah, you're lucky to work with me. I don't know. We shall see. The last question is from Sophie Shaza. 
Do you think Erica had some negative knowledge about PK and Dorit when answering that question at BravoCon? No, I don't think so. I think that she's just been around them, and I also think she was just trying to be shady. I don't know. I think she was just trying to be shady. I think that we did actually see her say that she didn't want to answer that question, and I truly don't think that she wanted to answer that question. And then when she got up there, she's a showman. Her, her inner Erica just started showing. She's a showman. Yep. But that's all I got. Uh, you got anything else? No, I'm happy this week's over. Yeah, yeah. That was a tough week, but we tough got week. through it. This was a nice little uh, little end to it. I, I've enjoyed being back in the studio. Nice and relaxed. Back in the stew. Back in the stew. The studio bros talking about Rob Huh. Things are getting normal again. The depression is lifting. But remember to follow us on all of our socials at Brav underscore bros. Do not forget. We are going out to L.A. November 19th, The Bourbon Room. It's a Friendsgiving with Zach Peter. Lots of other content creators, lots of Bravo lebs. It's going to be a really fun time. It's different than the shows we've done in the past. So if you're an East Coaster and you want to take a little trip out to L.A., go for it. Tickets aren't that expensive. You can fly there for cheap. Go see the show and take the red eye home. Easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. (laughs) We will not be taking the red eye home. (laughs) No, we will not be doing that. We're actually going to stay with my brother. Would be awful. Yeah. But, uh... Remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Brav Bros Podcast. And other than that, we will see you next week. Later. Brav Bros are out of here. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app.